Welcome to the Gathering Podcast. We're so glad that you're tuning in. We're right in the heart of an amazing series called Hello, My Name is Revival. Yeah. And it's really a revival toolkit, a guide, a manual. A revival toolkit. Whatever you whatever you have. I respect that. But really what the what the what the heart of it is is how to how to live a life like Jesus. Yeah. And that's really what it is. How to how to operate a lifestyle like Jesus. Yeah, it's kind of like we're kind of what we're unpacking is the a revival lifestyle. Because right. that's what Jesus lived. Right. Is a revival lifestyle. Literally everywhere Jesus went, he was bringing revival to that space. Mm. Actually, uh, he was either bringing a riot or revival. <laughs> Seriously. And then yeah. even the apostles after that, they were either bringing re- riots or revivals all throughout the book of Acts. If you read the book of Acts, you'll, you'll see they're, they're starting uproars or they're starting revivals in just about every single city that they travel to. Mm. Um, because the life of a Christian should make a mark wherever that Christian goes. Right. Absolutely. So we're in Plymouth County. You know, if you're watching this, you're outside of Plymouth County, just apply this to your context. You should make a mark where you're living. Right. Uh, people should realize that there's something different about you and that there's something different about your church. So there's something radiating off you that just, um, that is just different. And hey, Alex, one time I was shopping at Zara. Mm. Love Zara, by the way. Have you ever shopped there? I haven't. You don't no. seem like a Zara guy. You're like an L.L. No. Bean guy. I mean, I, I shop at all different places. I mean, You're like I, a REI guy. I, I honestly will, will shop anywhere where I can thrift a good deal and, and vibe. I Bass was actually, Pro shops. you know, where we were, That's uh, your style. where we were on Saturday was at Uniqlo. Have you ever been to Uniqlo? It's a um, South Korean brand. Dude, really. I shop online on Uniqlo all the time. Yeah. Just up, got a package from Uniqlo literally some, three days ago. Picked up some awesome threads from Uniqlo. Wait, where Uniqlo. is there a physical location? In Boston, uh, the okay. in, uh, Quincy Market, there's a, like a two-story store. It's massive. Didn't know that. I'm taking Stacy to Boston on, on Friday for our fifth year anniversary. Go, so pop by Uniqlo. checking it out. Yeah. Um, either way, so I'm at Zara in Providence, Rhode Island. And um, um, me and Ben are there. We love, we love shopping together. And so we're shopping and, and we're just talking and laughing and having a good time. And this guy, like from a distance comes over to us. He's, he walks over to mm-hmm. us and he's like, um, Hey, what is like, what's you guys have this vibe about you. He's like, you guys have positive energy. You guys have an aura around you. Mm-hmm. I love when people say aura, you have an aura around you. He's like, what, what is that? What, what do you guys, what do you guys do? What, what do you? I was like, Hey, actually I'm a pastor mm. and we love Jesus in that aura. You might be sensing. I was like, that's actually the Holy spirit. Yeah. And he's dwelling inside of me and you can actually know Jesus right now. And then he kind of had resisted, you know, he kind of seemed like this really, you know, new agey type of person, right. but, but either way, I, I bring that story up to, to say this everywhere we go, we, there should be something different about us mm. everywhere. Paul, the apostle went everywhere. Peter went and definitely everywhere. Jesus went, there was revival, right? There was riots. There was an up upsetting of the world. Um, you know, in acts four, the the disciples are accused. They're like the whole world was flipped upside down through these guys, or that was probably a different reference either way. So the, the whole series is called hello. My name is revival, meaning revival is in you. It starts in you before it's, uh, be, be, it starts in you before it goes into the masses and before right. it becomes a, a wave of revival. It starts inside your heart. Right. So that's what we're talking about. 
So should we dive right in? Yeah. How do we, well, exactly. How do we, how do we build the lifestyle of revival so that we're ready for it when it comes? Mm. And so the first week we talked about prayer. Um, Alex, you killed it on that, the live recording on that. Uh, we talked about prayer. So go, go check that out. It's called why we pray big. Last week we talked about reading the Bible. Mm. We actually did two parts on it. Um, how to read the Bible and kind of your, your daily Bible reading strategy. And, and why to read the Bible. Yeah. And then today we're talking about fasting. Mm. Hello, somebody (laughs) talking about fasting. And I feel like fasting is like, it seems to this generation that it's like an old school practice, kind of like religious, you know, antiquated. Yeah. That's what they did in the, in the, in the first century, but we don't do that now. That, That type of mentality. I feel like this generation has some bad ideology around fasting. Um, but I want to say that fasting is one of the spiritual disciplines that gets us closest, maybe, maybe the closest to God that we can get. It's in, in the times of fasting that we grow in intimacy with Jesus. So let's talk about this, right. Alex. What is fasting anyway? I want to kind of frame this around what, what fasting is not. Yeah. And I, I know that the, one of the most famous scriptures found in, in Mark chapter nine. And then again, in, in Matthew chapter 17, where the disciples are attempting to cast out a, a demon from a, a young boy. And this boy has been afflicted by this demon. Father comes to him. Yeah. Um, they're unable to cast him out. And Jesus comes on the scene and he casts him out immediately. And then mm. the disi- disciples say, why were we unable to, to cast out this demon? And Jesus turns and says, this type of demon can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. And that's one of the most notable lines in that. But you can almost think about the disciples in that moment saying, wait a minute, we were just doing ministry. We were walking along the street and this, this young boy, you know, was demon possessed. How would we have fasted for this? Right. You know, how would we have prepared for this? We couldn't have just fasted in that moment. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, it would have happened. But Jesus is really saying, no, fasting is not a panic button. Right. that we press right. Right. to and deploy when we need a solid from yeah. Jesus. But it's not a formula. Exactly. It's not <laughs> something that we, that we engage, you know, like, like the hyperspeed button, you know what right. I mean? You know, it's, 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 it's <laughs> yeah. something that we act out every day because it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Yep. So what Jesus is really saying to them is, listen, if you had been praying, if you had been fasting as your lifestyle, casting out this demon would have been second nature to you. Mm. You wouldn't even had mm. to think about it. You would have come onto the, you would have come onto the scene and known exactly what to do. You would have carried my authority, my power, my anointing just through the lifestyle that you're already walking in. Yeah. So good. Um, I'm thinking about Jesus literally starts his earthly ministry as we know it with fasting. He begins with fasting before he preaches, before he heals masses of people, before he picks his disciples for all of that. First thing he does, he baptizes, he gets baptized and then he goes off to a desert to fast for 40 days. Wow. Literally, he did not eat food and he did not drink anything for 40 whole days by himself in a desert. And that is how he starts his entire earthly ministry. That's how he begins the three years of the most fruitful and the most effective ministry this world will ever see as he starts with 40 days of fasting. Um, the Bible says, and it's, I believe it's Matthew four, 
it says then Jesus was led after, you know, he was fasting. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Ready? After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, I love how it says he was hungry. Mm. It's like, yeah, because he just fasted 40 days. Of course you're hungry. The Bible's like, and then, you know, he fasted 40 days and he's hungry. It's like, yep. Okay. Of course. I love how it pauses to say that. But I say all that to say, um, Jesus had the most fruitful, the most effective, the most powerful ministry we'll ever see. Mm. And the way that he started all of that is he fasted. So something we do as a practice with the gathering for the past, I think it's been done it three years now, right? Is we start the year off for the first 21 days, for the first three weeks of the year, we start off with a fast. Now we kind of give people the choices of what they can fast and, um, and, and how they want to apply that, which we'll talk about before we close right. the episode. But I, I say all that to say fasting is, is essential. It is. It's actually an essential for Christianity. It's an essential for following Jesus. I mean, I think about, again, it's not essential for salvation. I, I think we all know that, yeah. but, it's, but it's essential for truly following Jesus. Um, is fasting and prayer and all these things that we're talking about. about spiritual about disciplines that yeah. our generation has forgotten. Exactly. And so we need, to, we need, we, we really should be adding fasting to the rhythm of our lives. Right. So fasting, let me ask this. Is it just not eating food? No, I mean, fasting can come in all shapes and forms. Fasting, you know, we see scripturally usually is food where, you know, right. somebody will not eat yeah. for an extended period of time, upwards of 40 days but sometimes it may be one day fasting or a week long yeah. fasting of food uh, in order to essentially awaken your, your spirit, you know, with an empty stomach, but yeah. there are other ways to do this. And we can talk about both ways, uh, but people can fast any type of attachment or thing that thing that, that they're comfortable with in their day to day. That could be television, social media, right. right. It could be, you know, a certain hobby that they are, you know, connected to such as, video games, Netflix, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, things like that. Maybe you're comfortable with, and you don't even think about in your day to day. Yeah. They're your comforts. They're your attachments. They're the things that you go to when you get home from work right. and you sit on the couch. Well, fasting is about breaking your lifestyle and yeah, breaking good. a pattern and changing your day to day for the sole purpose of taking that time that you would otherwise spend in that area, either mm. eating or social media or you know, on Fortnite, whatever it is, and spending that time thinking about God, praying with God, reading God's word. So good. Um, And you don't have to actually be on your hands and and, and knees and, you know, in a a posture of being on the floor. But seriously, it's just just seriously (laughs) uh, just a a matter of changing your heart and mind and, and changing your pattern for the sole purpose of getting closer to God. Yeah, that's so good. And that's the key right there. Yeah. The point is to draw closer to God. Mm -hmm. If we're not drawing closer to God and we're just eliminating stuff from our diet, that's not actually, that's not the essence of fasting. You've missed the whole point. If you're fasting to lose weight, you've missed the point. Right. If you're fasting just to eliminate stuff out of your life, you've missed the point. It's eliminating things with the strategic goal. Right. And intentionality of drawing closer to the presence of Jesus, getting to know God deeper, hearing his voice, gaining direction, knowing his will, discerning what he's saying, 
So that's why we want to start the whole year off with the right. whole gather. We do it with the, the whole gathering. We did it with the whole church one year is we want to start the whole year. God, what are you saying? Right. Where are you leading us? And, and I feel like when we shut those things off in our lives that we could be relying on, mm-hmm. think about it. Like you get home and what is your natural gravitation? Is it video games, TV, uh, food? Is it whatever, whatever. It's almost like, it's almost good to, it's fat. It's good to fast the things you are relying on. Yeah outside of God himself so yeah. that you turn off that noise and you are listening. You're able to hear the voice of the spirit as you're fasting. It's almost like where, where do you dedicate your soul energy, your physical energy, your mental energy when you turn off? Yeah. When you are your shoes off self, that moment where you take your shoes off and you get home from work, you get home from school and you say, you know what? I'm ready to turn off from the day. I'm ready to just vibe. I want to chill. Yeah. You know, where are you dedicating your mental, yeah. spiritual, physical energy? And it's at that moment where you may go to those things, but this is where fasting comes in and says, no, I'm going to pull you away from those things that you mm. want to do mm. for the sole purpose of spending that time with God. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, so I want to talk about, I want to, first of all, encourage you, if you're listening, um, I would encourage you to do some sort of fast. Now, if you want to wait till January or do the first three weeks of 21 days and you want to join the gathering and doing that, that's great. Um, if you want to decide to fast one day a week or a couple meals a day, however you want to build this into your rhythm, there's a, there's right. a lot of ways to do that. We'll talk about that before we close, but I want to just say this fasting is, is hungering for God. Like I said, mm. it's hungering for God in that same text that I read in Matthew four, where Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He was then tempted. By the way, the devil comes, Satan himself comes and tempts Jesus. Mm-hmm. When? Not at the beginning of his fast, but at the end of his fast. Right. When he's the most tired, the most hungry. And, you know, I don't know if Jesus got hangry, but I mean, I would have I would have probably got hangry at the devil, you know. And so Jesus, uh, he, he's tempted by the devil at, at the end of his fast, when he's weak, exhausted, tired, hungry. Right. And, and the devil tempts him in three different ways, which, you know, we could unpack it in another episode, but Jesus responds by saying this man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, man shall not live on bread alone. The the devil tempts him, turn these stones into bread. If you really are the son of God, right? Of course, Jesus could do that later. He, he multiplies the fish and the loaves, you know, a tiny amount of food and he multiplies it for an estimate of 20,000 people Sure, twice. <laughs> Does it <laughs> twice, by the way. So Jesus could have done that, but he, check this out. He turned down his physical appetite and in so doing turned up his spiritual appetite. Wow. So he said no to his physical hunger mm-hmm. so that he could say yes to his spiritual hunger. And I just read today in, in my own personal Bible reading, Matthew chapter five, the Beatitudes, verse number three or four, it says, blessed are, the, uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, mm-hmm. for they shall be satisfied. Wow. Not those who hunger and thirst for, you know, phys- let the physical food's great. I'm a foodie. I love food. But Jesus is saying, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for the things of God, for the word of God, for the presence of God they will be satisfied. Wow. I'm telling you this, you won't be physically satisfied. In fact, your stomach's going to be growling a whole lot when you're fasting, but 
your spirit will be satisfied. Yeah. You will be closer to Jesus and you will know his will and discern his word in a greater capacity. Can I throw a quote out there? Of course. I am a, I, I, I use the John Corson commentaries quite frequently in my studies. And there was one quote. He says, prayer attaches us to God, but fasting detaches, detaches us from the flesh. So good. And those things so are interlinked. Good. They're two sides of the same coin. That's why Jesus says that this can only be accomplished with prayer and fasting. If you just fasted alone, you'd have some spiritual benefit. If you prayed alone, you'd have some spiritual benefit, but they work best in tandem because the prayer is where you get that relationship. You get that contact, you get that voice, but it's the fasting where you detach the flesh and the distractions that ultimately prevent you from having that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So let's talk about this. Let's close with this. How do we, how can this be applied to Mm. someone's life? How can we, how can we, you know, do fasting the right way? Right. So where would you start? First off, think about the, think about the, and identify the thing that you want to fast. Is yeah. it going to be food? Is it going to be television? Yeah. Is it going to be uh, social media? Will it be a video game? Whatever. What is it that you're going to fast and how long are you going to do it for? Mm. Have a set goal of how long you're going to do it for. One week, two weeks, 21 days, one month, yeah. whatever really fits your parameters and and stick to it. Yeah. You know, fasting, you know, Caleb is not easy, right? Especially the first few days. Fasting is not easy. So if you can push through those first few days and, and really lock on to what you've committed to what you're going to fast and in the length of time, you're going to do it. Yeah. That's, that's where the first benefit. What else? I would also just say, have a plan. Yeah. So have a plan. You know, I would say if you want to do 21 days, if you want to do, um, like, you know, three months straight up and, you know, it's not necessarily every day, but it's like, you know, um, you know, three times a week in three months, it's like, it's almost like that plan can be, you can develop your own plan. Mm -hmm. There's no, like the, you know, there's no, like the Bible doesn't mandate exactly how we fast. Right. Um, and so there's so many different ways you could do that, but I would just say, make a plan and stick to it. Right. I would say also fast something that would be hard for you to fast. Right. <laughs> That's like so not good. something like if you never watch Netflix and say, I'm fasting Netflix, it's, you're not really fasting. Right. You know, if it's so for me, I am a coffee nerd. Mm. Like I love coffee. I don't just like drinking coffee. Like I like studying coffee. I like understanding the origin of coffee beans that we drink. I, lo- I like, I'm, I'm upset. I'm a coffee nerd. Um, I love like brewing, you know, Chemex coffee and Hario V60 coffee. Like I, I'm, I'm a nerd for it. Um, kind of, I almost nerded out right there. I'm sorry. Um, but I wanted you to did. say, so you, did. you already crossed the line, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I remember at one day, I, I think it was, it was the January of last year, right? Or no, I, you know, last year I was like deciding what to fast. And I felt the Lord say, um, you're building a reliance on coffee a little too much. And I want to deal with that. And mm-hmm. I want you to fast coffee for 10 days. And I was like, <laughs> there's no way the Lord would ask me to fast coffee. And so Obviously, I, you know, I, I felt that he nectar. Was, yeah, I felt that he was asking me to do that. And so um, I decided I'm going to fast coffee for 10 straight days. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what the first three, four days, they were hard. Mm. Like they were hard, but I did it. I stuck with it. Why? Because I wanted to, I wanted to build my reliance on Jesus Christ as right. my savior. I wanted to build my reliance on the Holy spirit. And so I felt the Lord said, I want you to sacrifice 
something that you love and you appreciate. And it's a gift from God. Like it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I want you to sacrifice that so that um, you can build an even deeper reliance and trust in me as your, as your, your savior, as right. your God. And so um, it was hard, but I stuck to it. So I'm, I want to encourage you. Uh, maybe there's something that's, that's, that might be hard for you to fast. Right. Well, maybe you should fast it. Don't find a, don't find a fasting loophole. Yeah. You know, don't, don't yeah. fast the thing that's, that's convenient for you. Fast the thing right. that's inconvenient for you. Right. Right. And every time you, and, and I would say, you know, I think food and I think food should be a part of fasting. Uh, if you've never fasted food, I think you should, you should do that. Um, as at some point, first of all, it's, it's healthy for your body to fast. It, it's, it is healthy. If you, you know, I, I wouldn't cut out food for, you know, 40 days and cut out food and water, you know, without, you know, making sure that that's going to be healthy for your body by a doctor. But so obviously be responsible, but, but I think, you know, there was something I did for three whole years straight. I'm not you saying this to brag. I'm just trying to give people practical examples, but I would fast every Wednesday. Mm. Uh, Wednesday was our youth and young adult meeting, the gathering we meet every Wednesday. And so I would for three years fasted every, every Wednesday, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner just so I could pray. And, um, and it was hard. And so, you know, I want to just, um, encourage you to, to do something, you know, fast food at some point in your life and, and, uh, and watch every time you get hungry, every time your stomach growls, take that as a sign and an invitation from God to start praying. Mm. Take that as an invitation to, to, to get away and read some scripture and and seek the Lord for 30 minutes. In fact, I love whenever I fast, if I fast like, you know, for three days or whatever, um, food, then, then the times that I will eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner is the times I would actually read scripture. Right. I love that practice. I heard someone say that one time and it just, it gave me, it just helped me so much. Cause you know, think about the morning is breakfast, the, you know, new around noon is lunch and evening is dinner. Yeah. Well, guess what? Take those times. And you, and that's when you would go to the, the right. word of God. You would, you would read scripture. Absolutely. Um, I think like one of the, the bigger components here is that, and the other part that I wanted to, to kick upon was when you're going into this, carry with you, and I said this two weeks ago, carry an impossible yet specific prayer. Mm. And yeah, yeah. sometimes we feel like really we good. can't do the impossible. And it's true, we can't do the impossible, but God can. So good. So as you're going into this this idea of, of prayer and fasting, carry with you the mindset of, God can do the things that I can't do. Yeah, so if you have yeah. something that you're trying to break through, an addiction, pornography, uh, maybe it's mm, a, a anxiety, so depression, maybe it's a relationship, um, you know, whatever it is, you know what you need to break through. Bring that into this season of prayer and yeah, fasting. Yeah, that is so good. So true. What is the that that impossible prayer request? Yeah. And um, God will do miracles. I mean, going back to the, the reference the, the scripture reference that you, you talked about, about Jesus, um, you know, coming down from Mount Transfiguration and finding the disciples who couldn't cast the demon out of the boy and the, they're all, everyone's frustrated. Right. And um, Jesus, what did he say? He says, this kind only comes out with fasting and prayer, which means that this lifestyle of fasting, this lifestyle of prayer and pursuing Jesus, number one, draws you closer to him. Right. That is, I'll say this. The goal of fasting isn't just to become more powerful. Mm-hmm. The goal of fasting is to become closer to God. Right. And the byproduct of becoming closer to God is that you become a more powerful uh, Christian right. in your lifestyle and in, and in your authority and in all of these amazing things that 
uh, our benefits of following Jesus, you become more powerful because the Holy Spirit is becoming activated inside of you right. as you fast. And so it's so cool about fasting. And so we want to just um, encourage you, uh, add this to the rhythm of your life, uh, make a plan, uh, write some prayer requests down and uh, make this, make fasting a part of your lifestyle and Absolutely. watch how God uses it to transform you and those around you. Mm, so good. You're going to be, you're going to listen, either start a revival or start a riot, but start something, <laughs> start something. And uh, that's, that's kind of, that's why, that's why we're doing this whole series is and, that we and, would, we would see revivalists born you, from this series. Exactly. You can be a Christian and never fast. Actually, there are a lot totally. of Christians who have never fasted, but when you do fast, you will see God amplify and magnify your your spiritual growth and development in a way that you have never seen before. Absolutely. You're going to get closer to God. Absolutely. You're going to grow deeper with God. You're going to grow wider with God. And, and you may even experience things like visions and dreams mm. and, and aspirations that you never even thought of because yeah. God will begin yeah. to take this season where you're detaching from the flesh and attaching to God and, and take you and develop you and stretch you in ways that, that he wasn't able to before you started yep. fasting. Yep. Yep. And um, join us this January. Yeah. Uh, as we do our 21 day fast every year with the gathering. Um, I believe we're going to start trying to do it as a whole church too. And so uh, stay tuned if you're a part of new hope chapel uh, for our 21 day fast starting in January. Right. Um, this God does something really special among a whole group when we're fasting together. So, and it's a very, very, very biblical principle. So, Hey, listen, right. thanks for, thanks for listening again. Yeah. The gathering podcast um, again, you know, continue reminder, uh, subscribe. If you haven't, uh, write a review, please. That all reviews help us, uh, get the word out for the podcast. And we just really appreciate all man. It's so cool to see this thing growing. Yeah. Uh, this podcast has grown a lot. I believe we have uh, close to 800 downloads wow. now. So super exciting. We're going to do something really, 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 really awesome and fun to celebrate a thousand downloads. We'll keep you updated with all the, we're going to do a big giveaway and we're going to celebrate a thousand downloads when we get there. And so thanks for helping us get there and uh, getting the word out. We appreciate you. We love you gathering podcast listeners. <laughs> we're your number one fans and we will see you next week. Yeah. Peace. Peace.